1: One-on-one, a new KC Sports Network podcast uh, with myself, Mike DeVito, nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs, and my brother, Kansas City Chief, great Super Bowl champion, nine-year NFL veteran, Jeff Allen. And so we are coming to you with this new podcast to bring you all things Chiefs, uh, and we are really, really excited about it. Before we jump into it, this podcast is brought to you by Cookie Society, because listen, It's a podcast with offensive linemen. So it wasn't going to be brought to you by veggie drink, right? It was going to be brought to you by cookies or pizza or something. This one's cookies. All right, Cookie Society cookies. Uh, They deliver all across the U.S. Check it out, Cookiesociety.com. I'm telling you, they're fantastic. You can trust me. I'm 300 pounds. I know my cookies. These cookies are unbelievable. Um, So check them out, Cookiesociety.com. Big Jeff, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? What's up,
2: Mike? Man, this this is going to be some fun, man. I never thought in a million years that I'd be doing a podcast, especially one of my favorite teammates of all time, man. It, it, it's gonna be a blast.
1: I was so grateful to be able to do this, that BJ put this together, that you and I were able to connect. Uh, because you're right, my, my favorite teammate. Uh we had so much fun together in Kansas City. And this is just this is just so exciting for a number of reasons. But before we even get into the podcast. Why don't we just lay out just a little bit about our, ourselves, our backstory? So, real quick, Jeff, sort of, what's a a quick bio of you? What you're doing? Uh, where you've been at? What you're doing now? You know, just get us all caught up. Yeah, obviously,
2: I played for the Chiefs. Um, got drafted by him. Was there for four seasons. Went to Houston for three, and then I went back for my final two seasons. Lucky enough to get a Super Bowl ring out of it. And yeah, it's, it's just been a blessing so far. It's, it's been awesome to you know transition from out of football and now. I'm selling cookies. So Cookie Society is the sponsor. You know, it's a business that me and my wife started and it was just out of a passion. Uh, she honestly makes some of the best cookies I've ever had. And we just decided to go for it. And that's what I've been doing after football. It wasn't the plan for me to stick around so long, but the business has been growing really, really fast. And things have just been going really well. So I've kind of been sticking with this. And now I'm doing this podcast with you to bring the knowledge to Chief King, Chief's kingdom and, um, you know,
1: have some fun yeah man we're gonna get after what now what year did you retire again it was just last year right well two years ago two years ago two, two years, years ago. Season ago. ago. Two, two seasons ago. ago okay okay so you're you're fresh out jeff that's yeah. that's incredible what a, what an awesome career you had and it was it was an honor to get to play with you and to get to watch you afterwards uh watching you play on sunday just reminded me man i'm glad i retired and don't have to go against him anymore
2: Listen, <laughs> man I, I think um what we all miss the most is the competition of it. And we yeah. all miss Sundays. But yeah. the thing that I don't miss is blocking you in practice every day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> those, are got- you, those are the things you don't miss, the things that you don't see, the behind-the-scenes things, the, the daily grind. Um, that's when I knew it was, it was probably time for me to hang it up because those, those things were becoming more of a job to me. Um, yeah. Uh, I wasn't yeah. having as much fun with it. And a lot of older guys told me, when you start feeling like that, it's time for you to, to let it go.
1: That you know, Jeff, that's exactly right, and that that bring that'll bring me into my story. I um, played nine years, six years with the New York Jets from two thousand seven to two thousand twelve, and then three years finished out my uh, career in Kansas City with the Chiefs. Right at the beginning of the Andy Reid era, right. So I got Jeff. You were there when I got there, uh, and so I got to see the the first three years of Andy Reid and and that team getting built, put together to become the powerhouse that it is now. Um, and what, and I just really, really enjoyed it. I, um, uh, and obviously we have a ton of stories and I'm, I can't wait to share some of those clips. I'm sure we can get some of those clips of you and I going against each other in practice and, and we'll bring all that stuff out. But, um, after football, I retired, uh, up here to the, uh, to Maine where my wife and I live. I went to the University of Maine and, uh, that's where I met my wife. And so her family's up here and we moved back up here to Northern Maine. I have, uh, three young boys and, so just going back to school and, and doing that stuff, but really missing the game, really missing Chiefs Kingdom. And so this opportunity to to be here with you, Jeff, and to do this is 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 a lot of fun. Um definitely. And before we jump into
2: anything, I see we're both matching today. This was a this wasn't on purpose, just a coincidence. Yeah. We gotta make sure we shout out our guy, um Therese, one of the all-time Therese. greats in Kansas City, one of the all-time greats in the media industry. Um unfortunate that we don't have him here anymore but we're going to do our best to make sure he lives on and, and we miss you man
1: yeah we miss therese what what an, just i'll tell you what a guy there are some people in life that they just smile right they just smile and that could that could change your whole mood just to see this man smile and, and that that was therese i mean just uh, an incredible human being a humble spirit a humble soul and uh fantastic at his job but did it in a way um, such such
2: grace. Oh, grace, um, respect. Even when it, there was tough games for you individually or as a team. Um, and, you know, you always have to do your job. He always did it um, gracefully and respectfully and did his best not to just, you know, throw guys under the bus or just
1: make him look terrible. And, Amen. If we, so if we could cover this team half as well as Therese did, we'll we'll be successful. So, yeah, shout out to Therese. And we, we miss my brother. Um, so yeah, so so transitioning now into the podcast, what our plan is here and what we're what we're sort of setting out to do over this next season, um, and we talked about this before on the live stream that we did. Um, I think what's really interesting about what we have here is we have two similar yet different perspectives that that cover a wide range of um um sort of again perspectives in the nfl right so i started with a different team with the jets and then i came into kansas city in 2013 and got to spend three years right at the beginning of the andy Reid era so i got to see all the inner workings and mechanics of how that that went but i also knew it was like playing for a different team jeff you were there before andy reed got there so you got to see sort of the struggles and everything that was going on in kansas city before andy Reid came in then you got to experience the Kansas, the, the you know, Andy Reid era at the beginning. Then you went to Houston. So you get to experience a different team, get to see what it's like outside of the Chiefs facility, and then come back and get to be a key part of that, you know, Super Bowl champion, you know, winning teams that they're they're doing now and everything, the powerhouse that they've built there. Um, and so that's what and coming from two different sides of the ball, right? From offensive, defensive lines. Yeah, I mean, we we just we can really bring a perspective uh and uh and give a lot of nuance and novelty and insight and not inside information in a bad way but we know again the mechanics and the inner workings of yep. uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and how things go there and how that compares to other places uh and what things look like on defense and what things look like on offense and what Andy Reid expects and X Y and Z and so that's why I'm really excited about this project not only to get to be, you know, plugged back into Chiefs kingdom and and get to uh, be a part of this great community that uh, uh, that I'm sure we'll talk about over and over again, how how great this community in Kansas City is. Uh, but hopefully, and our goal is to bring content and bring material uh, that you don't get anywhere else. And we're, we're primed and set up to do that, Jeff. I mean, we just, yeah. uh, we, we know all the, again, we know the, the different sides of the ball and we know Andy Reid and Kansas City Chiefs.
2: We definitely, we definitely have that perspective. And, and like you said, we're both retired now. And the thing that we miss the most about you know, football is, is Sundays and also the locker room. So right. we'll have that locker room aspect with me and you going back and forth and with our opinions and everything. But we'll also be able to learn from one another. And the listeners will be able to learn as well. This is going to be really fun. And you also glimpsed over the fact that you came at the beginning of the Andy Reid era. You were one of the most important pieces, you know, that off offseason they brought in you. Know Alex Smith and some other guys of um, shifting the culture there because I was there the year prior um, and we weren't very good. Um, the locker room wasn't quite the same as far as environment, um, but it's funny how you bring in a few guys here and there. Pretty much the same team, but the the mood changes. Um, Coach Reed implemented his policies and brought the juice and his energy and let people be themselves. And you know, from top to bottom, it just was just a much better atmosphere. You could see then you know, where the program was headed and I left for Houston and they continued to extend. And then I was able to come back luckily right at the peak of it. And I think this peak is going to last for a long time. I mean, the chiefs are going to be in it. Um, As long as they have Patrick Mahomes. they're going to be in it. And it's Super Bowl contention every single season. It's going to be fun to cover this thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. And uh, no, you're right. I, I always think about sort of, what that must, must have been like for you guys, right? The core of the Chiefs' locker room from 2012, which might have been the, the Can- 2012 Kansas City Chiefs might have been the most difficult year for any team. In yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, that was just as bad as it gets. I mean, we um, were
2: we, were, um, we weren't a very good football team. We were, but we had a ton of talent. I mean, a ton of was, talent. I think we that season we won two games, but we had like nine Pro Bowlers. I don't think that's ever happened in the history of a two-win team. Um, and I don't know how that that's just an anomaly. I don't know how that even happens. But like I said, bringing in those those few pieces, uh, most importantly, Coach Reed, um, I mean, he's the guy in charge. He's the guy that conducts, you know, the band. He, he put everything together. Um, but yeah, just, just bringing in the new energy um, was just so pivotal in the change for Kansas City. And yep. no other city deserves what's going on right now more than kansas city so it's been awesome to see the energy in the city within the organization just all the success it's it's it's, it's well deserved
1: yeah yeah no you're, you're you hit the nail on the head i mean i couldn't have been more happy for kansas city i mean i remember begging my wife to let me go out there to, to i was you know because we got the young kids and my little guy was just born uh and so I, you know i'm like jess just let me go out there for a week i, I just want to see what it's like to be an arrowhead for an AFC championship game or to be in Kansas City when the team comes home and, you know, after a Super Bowl win uh, or, you know, getting ready to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I had, you know, a little taste of that in New York uh, when we went to those back to back AFC championship games. Obviously, nothing like Kansas City. First off, it's New York. Uh, uh, New York, a totally different market. Not that, not that the fan base doesn't care, but, you know, it just, there's also Brad Pitt and Jay Z in New York. In Kansas City, there's a team, right? And it was the whole organization uh, and the whole fan base was. I just I couldn't imagine that uh, because just the years that we had, 2013 and 2015, the way the community supported the team, I've never seen anything like it. And so I was begging my wife, uh, let me go out there and and, and see what it's like. To be, I mean, Jeff, what what was it like? Just real. We'll get into this. I mean, we're going to have podcasts on podcasts about. Uh, your experience is good. Those couple, you know, the, the few years you were there at the peak of it. Um, what was, I mean, just fan base wise, what was it like? What was the community like to to be part of what was that like for you to be part of that going through those, those awesome seasons? It was ecstatic, man. just the
2: energy around the entire city. Um, it's, it's already a, a great city and, and just people, genuine, genuine people, genuine. um, happy people. Um, but the city's much happier when the Chiefs is, Chiefs are winning. I know the Royals had some success, but Kansas City's a football town, um, and just seeing just so many generations of fans, you know, ranging back for years and years that that have been waiting for moments like now. Um, just seeing them see these moments, um, able to live these things, um, literally seeing some fans in tears. Um, yeah, that they deserve this. Like it's 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 really an honor to be. It was an honor to be able to be a part of that and it's an honor to be a part of it from this end of it and just to see it as a fan and continue to see the success and, and root for the team it's it's going to be a great a great long tenure yeah um, they're going to go on the run
1: yeah and and I'll tell you what I can't um stress it enough you you talked about and we'll get into this we'll get into Andy Reid real quick but just the 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 leaders in that locker room and you were a core component on and off the field, uh, both as a player and as a leader. And your leadership, I can see, I've seen even since you retired with that offensive line, how they continue to play to the sort of that Jeff Allen state. I mean, I, I, I see your sort of the embodiment of how you played in those guys there now. And so uh, what you've done to build that from, from the beginning on, Uh, to build that foundation was just incredible. So I know that all of them would attest to the fact that a big part of their sex is having guys like you in that locker room to to set the culture. Um, Let's finish with this. So you talked about the change between 2012 and 2013 and how you have all these Pro Bowlers, but you go 2-14. and Then Andy Reid comes in, brings in a couple guys, but really the same the core locker room, and now we win nine games straight, and it's just back-to-back-to-back playoff seasons and Super Bowls. Tell and I, I think what that speaks to is, and you, you see this every year in the NFL. You have teams that have great players but have bad leadership, and yeah. it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't have good leadership. You know, starting at the the head coach and GM level, you're you're dead in the water. Um. So so I'm just I just want to kick it to you, sort of give me Andy Reid. Obviously, is is the reason for that change, and so we'll get into this as we go over the course of this podcast, but. Give me sort of your favorite Andy Reid story. Maybe something that you know, you know, something that really stuck to you is like, wow, this is this is Andy Reid. You know, what's your favorite story with with Coach Reid?
2: Um, my favorite story. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a bunch of stories, but it was all the same subject, and that's food. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's a big guy. the um, yeah. Offensive line. He started as the O line coach. He's an offensive lineman by heart. Um. So the way we connect was not only football, but it was food. So, I mean, we constantly talked about different things around Kansas City always talked about barbecue. I mean, he loved barbecue. And then toward the end of my career, when I started this cookie company, we connected with cookies. Um, so it was just really cool the day in and day out just to see, you know, the changes with the menu. You know, when he first came in, we had Taco Tuesday, Fast Food Friday. Yeah. Um, little things like that brought fun and energy to the building. And he's one of the most personable people that you ever meet. And anyone that worked ever worked a job in their life, if you love your boss, it makes work a lot, a lot more fun, a lot more gratifying. Um, and he makes everyone feel a part of the family. And he it's not just a, an act, that's just who he is. He's just a genuine human being. And he's gonna make sure he does everything on his end, football-wise, first guy in, last guy out, work his tail off, and you see that as a player. And you know that he's gonna implement a great game plan. Man, you have no choice but to try to be great.
1: And, and you know it's so it's so rare I, I really feel like it's so rare from from my experience um to have a coach who knows how to implement the systems and the philosophies and knows the x's and o's but also really cares and loves his guys cares about and loves his team uh and you're i mean coach has been going to bad for me ever since you know from the time i was there and now numerous times after i left yeah. um I just time and time again I mean, he just he cares about his players, and, and and not only when they're on the roster, but after they've moved on to do other things. And so, uh, that that's really special and, and unfair. Not, yeah, that's rare. rare. That's,
2: not, that's not the norman and the National Football League. Um, not even so. relationships are just business. I mean, that's and it. And it's still business at the end of the day. I mean, I got released in Kansas City, um, right? But that never that never made me feel any type of way. I knew it was a part of the business. And I never felt any less valued because, you know, they sat me down and explained everything to me. And that's the, that's the special thing about Kansas. that doesn't happen. When you get no. released, anywhere, you don't talk to the GM, you don't talk to the head coach. Some guy just comes to your locker and say, Hey, you know, we're letting you go. Thanks for your time. And they give you a plastic bag and you're on your way. Um, but it's not really like that in Kansas city. And, and that's, that's, that's the, the special part about that place.
1: No, that, you know that is, that's so true. I mean, you hear guys the stories of guys getting released, and you're right. I mean, you you all you you have somebody like you know these coaches that you think you're close to, and all of a sudden it goes dark, right? It's like oh, well, you're done, you're out, and the, the train's going. So, yeah, I clipped off. When did I stop, Jeff? I'm sorry. he
2: stopped like probably like 30 seconds ago. I thought it was me. I was like, oh, let me check my mic. <laughs> That's all good. We we're gonna chop this up, edit it.
1: So, all right. Sorry about that.
2: After the whole Coach Reed spill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. That's yeah, yeah. Tech, this. The technical difficulties will will work through. But, um. Yeah. So my favorite Coach Reed story, and it really highlights his leadership, and um, uh, it's something that I've carried with me ever since I've left uh, the Chiefs organization. And so in 2015, Jeff, I'm sure you remember this. We we had a great training camp. We went down to Houston the first game of the year. We beat Houston, started one and zero, and then we lost five games in a row. We lost five games in a row. Now, the statistics of a team that starts the season one and five and makes the playoffs—if I'm not—if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, I believe we were the only team to do it. I I believe we were. Yeah, the only team to start one and five and make the playoffs. Um, and so obviously everybody in Chiefs Kingdom remembers that year we won 11, you know, 11 games straight. And I remember the turning point of that season. So we, we come back, we're 1-5. I think we had just lost to uh, the Vikings. We come home, and we're, we're in the locker room, or we're in the uh, – coach calls a team meeting. Coach Reed calls a team meeting. And so we're in the meeting room, and, and coach says, look, here's the deal. We're 1-5, and, and we can look at this a couple ways – Um, But he said, here's how we're going to look at this. He said, I don't want you thinking about who's on the schedule next Sunday or the Sunday after that or the rest of the season. He's like, I just want us to win at whatever's next on the schedule. So if lunch is next, let's eat lunch better than the other teams eat lunch. Right? If it's weight room, we're going to do the weight room. We're going to beat every team at the weight room. We're going to beat every team at stretching. We're going to beat every team at film study, at practice. We're just gonna take it one thing at a time. You take your wife out on a date. You do it better than the other guy's taking his wife out on a date on the other team. But we're just gonna we're just gonna win at everything we do, yeah. and we're gonna turn this thing around. And he's like, "If you believe in it and you start working like that, we'll get this thing turned around." That was and- honestly
2: one of my favorite seasons. Just just the perseverance, the, the adversity that we faced, and I, I remember the turning point was was that that speech, and then we went to London, and. Right. Um, we left on like a Thursday night and I just remember like, man, like we're going to get to London Friday, get off the plane practice and then play a game in less than 48 hours while we're jet lagged. And I just remember coach Reese and there's a method to his madness. And if you just buy in, um, you're going to be successful. And that started when he first walked into the building, that, that was, that was his, his stance on it. Training camp was way tougher than it had ever been uh, since I've been playing football. Right. Remember, Man, this is tough. And he would say, there's a method to my madness. And it right. just made games so much easier. Just the way that we worked in practice, the way that we worked in the film room, um, just the knowledge they shared with us that made us better men and football players.
1: Right. And it was easy to buy in because you knew yep. he knew what you was talking about. but you know why teams go one and five and then they don't finish the season. They, they finish season like crap uh, is because now you get players that do, they're doing two things. One, they're saying, well, I don't want to get hurt. This season's done and I don't want to get hurt. So they pack it in and just try to protect themselves. Or the, uh, the obvious extreme is, well, shoot, I got to get a contract. So I'm just going to go rogue and do my thing and try to make plays. And because who cares? The season's done. Uh, so it's very hard to keep the ship together in a, in a, in a storm like that. And, and
2: and it's about mindset, because that was my contract year. And I never once thought about getting hurt. The only thing that I thought was like, this could possibly be my last season in Kansas city. We have to do everything that we can to win. Right. Um, Because I mean, we deserve it. Um, We worked extremely hard, that training camp, just the work that we're putting in, we just were falling short. It wasn't like, it was never a doubt. We never felt like we were a bad team that season. We right. just felt like there were some things here and there that we could do better, and we started doing those things and the ball started rolling.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and and again, and now you couple that with a Pat Mahomes, with a Travis Kelsey, with all the all-stars, who, again, right, we, we've had Pro Bowlers since the beginning, uh, and it's always been the same way, right, with you, Jeff, with the guys that were in that locker room. They bought into the philosophy. There was no egos. There was no, um, uh, you know, well, I'm the all-star, so I'll do what I want. Everybody practices and works like they're undrafted free agents, yep. and that's what you get. You get back-to-back, you know, championships. You get back-to-back Super Bowls. Uh, when you have all that talent working like they're undrafted free agents and they're bought in for a coach like Andy Reid, uh, and they're willing to – Put everything else aside to do what's best for the team. Forget it. Forget it. Unstoppable.
2: That's right. And when stars like Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, when those guys are working like they're the last man on the roster, no one can complain. Not one individual. You could bring a new guy in. He's going to have to adapt or he's going to be out of there because there's no reason. There's no excuses. There's no reason to complain about the work because everyone's doing it. And the guys that, are the elite top tier guys that are doing the same things that you're doing? Nobody's getting any special treatment. We're all there to work, and, and that's the culture that he's built. And that's why the Chiefs are so successful.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, right? When Pat Mahomes is out to practice 30 minutes early, yeah, put, put the grind in. Yeah. It's you hard for a rookie to say, Oh, you can't,
2: I you just can't complain as a rookie. I mean, <laughs> you're in the minority there if you're not a worker and you don't want to work. If you're a complainer, I mean, it's, it's probably not going to work out for you there.
1: No. Wow. Well, so this is sort of a flavor cheese kingdom of what we're going to be, you know, providing you guys with moving forward. Please give us any feedback uh, on social media, through email, all that stuff will, uh, we will try to adjust and, and and implement and discuss anything you all are interested in. Again, this is a podcast that Jeff and I are doing to really, you know, make you understand the game from our – or see the game from our perspective, maybe learn some of the in-and-outs and technicalities, um, but also to enjoy and have fun and, and to root on this team that we all love. And so – Uh, Again, check out Cookie Society. That's who we're brought to you by, uh, cookiessociety.com, best cookies out there. So go check them out. And uh, thank you all so much. We'll be back again soon. Jeff, thank you, brother. Thanks, Mike, man. Make sure you guys tune in. It's going to be a fun year.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?